Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Tai, and we are on episode number one. So 101, and this is Thanksgiving week. So I'm actually recording this on the day that it is going to be released, which is Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is in two days. I cannot believe it. I don't know about you guys, but uh, this is really just snuck up on me big time this year. Um, So there's just been so much change in our lives over the last six months or so, and I think that's definitely contributed to um, this year just kind of sneaking up on me a little bit, And uh, but I'm excited. I love Thanksgiving. Uh, We are hosting Thanksgiving again here at my house this year. I do love making the turkey, and this will be the first Thanksgiving in our new home here um, at the farm, so I'm really excited about doing that. Before I get into this episode, which I've got some really great tips for you guys and some tricks and some mindset things I want to talk about, um, recipe ideas, swaps for recipes, things like that. Before we get into today's, into today's episode about all those awesome upcoming holiday things, um, I want to get a little bit of personal stuff out of the way. Um, I know I, I get emails from you guys um, saying, you know, that when I missed episodes, you're like, Oh, I haven't seen a new episode come out in a couple of weeks, you know, or last week it didn't come out. And, you know, are you still doing them? And I really appreciate that you guys are paying attention and you are wanting the episodes. And I think that's wonderful. Um, and while I have also been told by listeners in the past, do not apologize. This is your podcast. You do whatever you want. Um, I can understand both sides of it. My personality is a people pleaser. So my personality is just to apologize for things and, you know, feel kind of beat myself up when I don't get things done and I want to get everything done for everyone in every area of my life. And so I do, it's going to help me to be able to kind of talk to you guys just a little bit. So I just want to take a couple of minutes. Okay. Maybe more than a couple, but I just want to take a few minutes to just be personal with you guys for a minute and kind of share some of the struggles that are, that I'm going through and that are going on in my life currently. Um, I am going to be taking off the following month for, uh, for the holidays to be with my family and, uh, just take a little step back. I need a break. I am, um, I don't want to say that I'm overwhelmed, but to be honest, I think I'm getting to the point where I can say I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm starting to feel it in my health. I'm starting to feel it in just things that normally aren't issues for me are starting to become issues. So I know that even though I feel like, you know, I'm soldiering on and I'm getting through everything, it, it is physically, emotionally starting to take a toll. So uh, this will be the last recording that I do probably until after the first of the year. So I'm going to take the holidays off. Now I do have a couple of, um, a few 
uh, interviews that are ready to go, but I don't know if I'm going to put that out, any of those out before the first of the year either. So I think I might just uh, take off until the first of the year with this podcast and then start back up in January. So um, please, I encourage you, if you're new to the podcast or if you've been a longtime listener, um, while many of the episodes in the beginning, I have stumbled around a lot. And I mean, I still stumble around a lot, but I had a, a hard time kind of getting into a rhythm. It's really, it can be very nerve wracking to try and do a podcast. You know, there are so many like really great professional podcasters out there that make it look so easy and maybe it is for them. Um, but for me, I still kind of struggle just trying to get the information out to you guys and, um, be able to to talk freely and get everything out that I want to get out. You know, I always try to write down my notes and try to get it all out and say everything. And, and I never even go back and listen to any of my podcasts because any of them that I've listened to, I'm like, oh, I just tear myself apart listening to them. So um, decided it's not good for my self-esteem to do that. So, but I would encourage you, there is good information in there. So um, even though some of them might be a little bit more difficult to listen to, there's good info. Uh, so I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of those, or if there's uh, specific things you want to listen to, I've probably talked about it. So you can just uh, use the little search bar and you can search for those uh, in whatever player you're using. You can search for those topics and it'll take you to the right ones. And hopefully that will be helpful to you. Um, but so I just wanted to share with you quickly that I, my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, Lily, we adopted her from China. She's been home five years uh, this past September. We actually came home on September 11th. And this past September was her five year anniversary being home. So that was very exciting. Um, but when we adopted Lily, she was adopted from the China special needs uh, or what they call waiting child list. So we knew that we were going to adopt a child with special needs. Um, that was our goal. And we wanted to adopt an older child, an older toddler that probably would not have the option um, of having a family. Many, many of those children, um, the, the majority, like 99% of them never get a home. Um, and I mean, it feels like, you know, I'm in groups that I see a lot of people bringing children home all the time, but it is an absolute drop in the bucket. Um, I mean, there are like thousands, like a few thousand kids that get adopted around the world from China every year. And there are millions of them in orphanages. So it's, the numbers are staggering. It's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to even imagine, to be honest. But so anyway, we went through that process. Um, we knew that she had challenges when we adopted her, when we went to meet her and brought her home at two and a half years of age. She could not stand. She couldn't crawl. She had a hard time sitting up on her own. She was completely nonverbal. Um, she is still nonverbal. And um, she now, however, over the last five years, we've, she has been through intensive uh, occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy. Um, she has been diagnosed with a genetic disorder, um, chromosomal um, abnormality. She has uh, been diagnosed epileptic. She, um, you know, she's been through a lot. She had a heart surgery a few months after coming home. Um, and luckily that everything is going really well with her heart. She has been, uh, 
that has been wonderful. And that was a, a the surgery was perfect. Everything went really well. Um, but this poor child has been through a lot. Um, but she has physically uh, been able to walk on her own. She can't, she's never been able to run or jump per se, but she has, uh, she's been able to walk on her own. She can get dressed on her own, go to the bathroom on her own, feed herself, do all of these things. Over the last five years, she's worked very, very hard to accomplish that. And, um, over the last month, we have been, we have seen a significant setback in her physical, uh, and emotional, mental, place. Um, she is now unable to walk unassisted and, um, her, she's, she's not able to talk, which is not un, unusual, but she can verbalize things and we can understand her as a family. We know what she needs and wants and, um, those types of things she has, she is not verbalizing very much right now. She has been very emotional. It's been, obviously there's something going on that's been hard for her. She realizes that she's having difficulties. Um, she cannot, Get herself to the bathroom anymore. So we've had a lot of issues there, and um, just getting in and out of bed. Like when she wakes up in the morning, if she tries to get herself out of bed, she typically falls. So um, and she is now in a wheelchair. Uh, we were we were in the um, neurology admitted us a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, um, to the hospital. We spent four days in the neurology. Um, in a room there on the neurology floor at Children's Hospital here in Cincinnati. And over those four days, she had dozens and dozens of different tests and exams and you name it, um, all kinds of different specialists coming in to look at her and try to figure out what's going on. And we left with no answers and Lily not doing any better. So um, she is, we're just trying to get used to our new normal here. And it's been really hard on the family. You know, we still have four other children. Um, life slows down for no one, right? So we're still, uh, you know, we're still business owners. We're still, you know, I'm running my nutrition business. Um, my husband's running his real estate company. We've still got uh, multiple short-term vacation rental properties that we're running. Um, I still have the farm, so I'm still running the farm, taking care of that. We've had several events out here over the last uh, few weeks, even this is a very busy season really is October and November at the farm. Uh, we do several events and, and it's just a beautiful time of year to be out here. And so a lot of people have booked, uh, had booked parties and get togethers and events uh, during this time that we've been going through all this. So it's been very difficult. Um, you know, it's really hard on Lily. It's hard for her because as a seven and a half year old little girl, um, you know, she's completely comprehensive of everything. And I can only imagine, she can't tell us, unfortunately, but I can only imagine how difficult it has been for her to suddenly lose all of these uh, things that she used to be able to do. Um, and now, you know, she, she is back to school. Um, she missed, um, almost three weeks of school off and on. So it's been really a very tough, um, month for her. School is like her favorite place on the planet. She is adored there. Um, all of her classmates love her. The teachers love her. Um, she's just a, she's such a ray of sunshine. So that has been really hard for her to miss all of that. Mm -hmm. She gets really upset 
um, and but she is back to school now. It's just in a wheelchair, so she is um, unable to do many of the things that she was doing before. So that's it's just been really tough. So we're trying to kind of just get used to our new normal here, and um, you know it's okay. We'll handle it. We'll take whatever we you know whatever's coming, whatever we need to do to help Lily, <clears throat> and. Um, and kind of figure this out is fine. But I just wanted to share that with you guys, just so you had a little bit of a background and kind of understood why, um, you know, my, my putting out new episodes has been more sporadic lately, why I need to take this next month off and kind of just reevaluate what's going on. Hopefully Lily uh, makes some improvements and, um, you know, starts getting back to kind of her old self. Hopefully, um, it, you know, I'm able to get into more of a routine uh, to figure out, you know, how do I handle my, uh, you know, client load as well as family life and kind of figuring all this out. There's a lot of things now that, that we have to do as far as like getting the girls to and from school as Lily is no longer able to ride a normal bus. I didn't want to try to switch up the whole bus schedule thing and get her on it on a specialized bus. So, so there's just a lot going on. Um, so anyway, uh, that's probably more than you guys wanted to know, but I just wanted to share that with you and let you know that, you know, when I'm having real family struggles during this time, um, it has been, you know, I have also been struggling, um, just having a hard time with sleep and, uh, you know, stress management has been very tough <laughs> and, um, just having time with my uh, other kids and my other parts of our family and friends and, um, you know, just figuring out, like, I have had a really hard time, like getting dinner on the table. I mean, like just something that simple. And, you know, it's, it's been a lot of nights of like, guys, we're going to grill you hamburgers again, or, you know, whatever. And, uh, so it's been a little bit tough as well. And so, um, so I guess that's all I wanted to say about that. And I just wanted to take this this opportunity, this episode to share with you guys some, uh, some things that you can do in real life and how you can navigate the holidays. I know, you know, the holidays, as we say, kind of start with, um, I think anyway, I always think of them starting at Halloween because trick or treat, all the candy comes into the house and then the parties start and the harvest festivals and the parties at school and the families coming in and getting together for Thanksgiving. And, and then that rolls into Christmas and we have all the Christmas parties and the Christmas dinners and the Christmas gatherings and, uh, and gift exchanges and all these kinds of things. And then everybody wants to start and get back on track after the new year. Right. So that's kind of like, you know, we have this really two or three months of um, celebrating and dinners and all of these kind of things that kind of take us out of our normal routine. We can be traveling at those times as well, maybe traveling to see family, or um, a lot of us try to get vacations in when the school, when the kids are out of school, um, those types of things get away from, if you live in a colder climate like we do, a lot of times we like to travel over Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's holidays, so we get out of the cold and get into some sunshine. So, um, so those, those can bring a lot of challenges, right, during this time of year, especially if you are trying to be low carb, really if you're trying to do any kind of a, of a diet, right, whatever, however it is that you like to eat, the holidays are really um, 
a time of indulgence and lots of sugar and lots of things that you probably wouldn't normally be eating day to day. So I have a lot of thoughts about this that I want to share with you guys because I know um, that it can just be really stressful. So first of all, I want to start there with the stress that the holidays bring. So there's so much good that is in the holidays, but there's also so much stress that they can bring you. So for a lot of us, it can be the stress of having to get together with family um, Often we have issues with family. Maybe they're not people you necessarily want to get together with, but you're stuck in that situation and you have to, and you don't really, it, it's a very stressful to even think about. Maybe your tradition is you travel every year and you're actually traveling to see family that the majority of them you don't even want to see. And it's just stresses you out. Um, whatever the situation is for you, you know, I am grateful that that is not our situation. So uh, I don't typically have like the bad kind of stress around the holidays because I actually really enjoy getting to see family. The biggest stress that I deal with now is this year. Um, I am really missing my, my dad's side of the family. Um, my grandmother passed away and my dad passed away. My dad passed away several years ago, but, um, but that whole side of my family, we don't really get together with anymore. And that's hard. They don't live local. Um, they were in Florida for many years. Now uh, my aunt and uncle are in Vegas. And then part of my family is still in Florida. Um, and so everybody's kind of like spread all over. And so that part is a little bit stressful for me because that always brings up, um, you know, these, just the memories of growing up and having those wonderful memories of Thanksgiving at my grandma's and her cooking. And, and then even after when she was older and was no longer hosting the dinners, getting together at my aunt's and my grandma being there and all of us being together. Um, you know, my mom is also, and my other set of grandparents, um, are, are also, um, about four hours away. So they're not nearby. Um, so, you know, it's, it, but it's a time that I want to be together with all of my family. And, uh, and that, so that part is not stressful to me. It's, a, you know, I want to be able to get together. I want to have all of them over my husband's side of the family. We always get together with them. Um, they're all local. And then, um, sometimes the stress can come from what you do eat. So sometimes, you know, you'll be coming into the holidays and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be able to eat. There's going to be stuffing or dressing, whatever you call it, <laughs> um, and mashed potatoes and gravy and corn and, and green bean casseroles and sweet potato casseroles and desserts. Like, oh my gosh, the desserts, right? Like I remember growing up at my grandma's, the, the whole entire table in the kitchen, the, the kitchen table, the entire thing was covered in desserts. And then they would put the food um, on the dining room table. All of the dinner foods would be in there. But I mean, literally it was an entire kitchen table full of desserts. So um, that's a lot of us will face that this year for Christmas and Thanksgiving. So you will see many of those things. And a lot of the stress can come from, you know, trying to decide what am I going to eat? How am I going to eat? You know, is there going to be any keto options? Do I even need to care about if it's keto or not? Sorry. Um, Bella, come here. I am babysitting, a pet sitting. Bella, come, come here, baby. I am pet sitting um, my friend's little chihuahua. <laughs> so she always lets me know when somebody's here. So I think my boys are probably home from school. Um, anyway, so you always hear all of these, you, know, you always kind of have all of these things going on in your mind about think, you know, Thanksgiving dinners, dinners uh, for Christmas, all of these things. 
So first I want to address that with you is the stress is, can be really, really difficult on you. It can affect your sleep. It can affect the food choices. It can affect how you feel about yourself. You know, maybe you're beating yourself up about what are what you're eating, what you do decide to eat, um, all of those kinds of things. And it doesn't do any good to stress out before the dinner even happens about what's going to be at the dinner. Right. So, um, so first of all, I just want to say to really try to eliminate as much of that stress as you possibly can. Any of those things that you cannot control that are out of your control, just try to let it go. Just try not to worry about those things, not to think about those things. Okay. Then it comes to the actual food and like, trying to, let's say you're saying to yourself, I want to stay keto. I want to eat only keto foods. And so I don't know how to do that. I'm afraid how I'm going to navigate these dinners, these get togethers, that type of thing. First of all, I've said this before, but let me get this out of the way again. There are no keto foods. Okay. Unless you're buying a packaged food that says keto, whatever it is, I guess maybe you could call that keto because they're calling it keto. But as far as like what you're going to eat at Thanksgiving dinner, there's no keto food and non-keto food. Keto ketosis is a metabolic state, right? So it is just dependent on you. Like what can you eat that keeps you in ketosis if that is your goal? So first of all, I just want to get that out of the way. So stop worrying about if they're going to have keto foods or non-keto foods. Second thing is, if you're going to a, a holiday party or a gathering or a family dinner or whatever, try being the one that volunteers to bring some things that you know you can enjoy. So if you're going to a Christmas get together, a Christmas party, how about offer to bring a charcuterie board? So you can make a beautiful uh, display of olives and meats and cheeses and um, some nuts and just make a, a beautiful board, right? You can take that and then you know that you can snack on that if for some reason, somehow, there's not some other kind of uh, meats or cheeses or something like that, which is almost never the case, right? There's almost always some kind of meat dish, some kind of um, grilled chicken or turkey or ham or whatever, right? There's almost always that type of stuff. And yes, some of them are not cooked or prepared in the exact way that you would choose to do it. Um, maybe some of them have like sugars and things that are in the glazes or whatever. You can still eat that stuff, right? I mean, you, you, you just, you can't stress about every little single detail all the time, right? So that kind of thing. Or you could volunteer to bring deviled eggs or a cheese ball, or there's all kinds of different things like that, right? So be thinking about those types of things that you can eat. I'm going to give you a list of actually what we are doing for Thanksgiving dinner to hopefully give you guys some ideas, but there's those types of things that you can do. Um, so just not stressing out about it. Then, uh, there's always the option of if you're going to a Christmas party or, um, Something Thanksgiving's a little bit harder because the entire celebration is really around that Thanksgiving meal. So that's where it becomes a little bit more important to be the one that is bringing some things that you know you can eat and just seeking out the things at the dinner. There are bound to be something that you're able to eat. So, um, but when it comes to like Christmas parties, things like that, if you know that you're going to like an office party and you're going to be there two or three hours. Um, there's almost always some kind of alcohol that you can drink if you want to partake in some kind of alcohol, like some kind of a drier wine, like a drier red or a drier white wine. So I would stick to like a Pinot Noir or a, um, 
a cab, something like that for a red. And if you want to go with a white, do like a Chardonnay um, or a Pinot Grigio. Don't do things like Rieslings and um, uh, a lot of champagnes have a lot of wine in them. Definitely stay away from, um, what am I thinking of? The, um, the pink one. Um, white Zinfandel, not a rosé, but a white Zinfandel. Like that, that's super sweet. Those are super sweet wines. You want to stay away from those types of things. You can also drink spirits like a bourbon or tequila, um, gin, something like that, just on the rocks or straight up and just kind of sip on that. Or you could uh, dilute that with a little bit of water or some seltzer water, something like that. Give you something fun to walk around with, feel like you're still participating and just eat before you go to the party. If you're nervous about what they're having, or you've already seen the menu, they've told you what they're going to have. And you're like, Oh gosh, I, you know, I just don't, I don't want to sit and pick everything apart. And then people make a big deal about it. Just eat before you go and walk around with a drink. 99% of the time, nobody's even going to notice anyway, and they're not going to care. Um, they're just there to socialize. You're just there to socialize and, and say, Hey, happy holidays. That's kind of it. Right? So just try not to get so stressed out about these things and, and just kind of take it in stride. The other way that you could go with this is, you know, I remember for myself, the first two years of holidays, I did not stray like really, okay, well, that's not 100% true. So the first year, I 100% did not stray at all from keto. Like I, like I said, I host Thanksgiving pretty much every year. So I, I had control of Thanksgiving. So I was like, every single thing I made was ketogenic. I mean, for everybody, <laughs> like I made, like it was a keto Thanksgiving meal. Um, actually, I think I might have made. I think I made mashed potatoes that year as well as like a cauliflower mash because I didn't want everybody to hate me that there were no mashed potatoes to eat with their turkey and gravy. <laughs> I was pretty sure everybody would be upset about that. So I think I made mashed potatoes, but other than that, everything that I made was keto. Like I stuck to everything, which I'll go over the menu here in a minute, but I stuck to everything keto. Then the second, and I didn't eat anything that wasn't keto. Then the second year, which was last year's Thanksgiving and Christmas, I made 90, 90% everything keto. And then I made a few things that were not. And, um, and I even had some desserts, some non-keto desserts last year. Um, like I think I had maybe like some blueberry cobbler and a little bit of pumpkin pie or something like that, um, with coffee after dinner. So that's fine. I, at that point, I'm two years into my keto journey, I'm pretty metabolically flexible. I did fine. Right. Now, I didn't feel fantastic after indulging in some of the desserts, but you know, it's okay. I knew that's what was going to happen and I was fine. It didn't, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't throw me off track. Everything was fine. Now this year I intend to really do the same thing. Um, I'm going to stay pretty much ketogenic in the way I eat. I want to keep my body um, in ketosis for the most part. However, I will probably have a dessert. I don't know what yet. We'll see kind of what we're going to do. And I am making um, all keto desserts and things like that. So maybe I won't need to, but if somebody else brings something that I really want to try or looks really good, then I'm going to have it and I'm not going to freak out about it. And I, and so what I want to say to you guys about all of this is if you're new to this journey, if this, like for me, I knew in the first year I couldn't deviate. I mean, I knew that I knew if I, if I allowed myself to have, see, I started in February. So by the time the first Thanksgiving came around, I had been at that for, what is that? Nine months or something. So, um, I had been at it about 
eight or nine months. And so, um, but I still knew at that point that if I allowed myself to indulge in the, the mashed potatoes or corn or kind of the plate that I used to eat for Thanksgiving, then it would probably, I would throw myself off the rails. I didn't feel secure enough in my new lifestyle and my way of eating to to do that. And I didn't want to feel bad. Like I was feeling so good and I, it just didn't matter to me. It wasn't a big deal. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything I have. And I think that that's the thing. If you can make, if you can get like 80, 90% of the taste and mouthfeel and nostalgia of the food you're eating, then you're probably going to be fine. So like for me that year, the cauliflower mash with, I made homemade turkey gravy. It was so good. And the turkey was phenomenal. Um, and then having, I had green beans. We had made uh, this green beans, traditional green beans with uh, bacon and ham in them and onion. And um, I can't remember everything. Oh, deviled eggs. I always make deviled eggs. We had a cheese ball. Um, so I just really enjoyed all that stuff. I had made um, keto uh Different, two different types of keto breads, um, rolls and, and breadsticks to eat with dinner. So I felt very satisfied and I didn't have any issues. And at that point, I had only stuck to eating things that would keep me in ketosis, high fat, low carb foods. Um, so it, it was a breeze. Everything, I felt great. Everything was great. I didn't, I didn't sit and like pine over not being able to have the mashed potatoes or whatever. So it was totally fine. Then the next year, I did allow myself, like I said, to have some dessert um, after Thanksgiving dinner, and and I was fine. I mean, I, I didn't, like I said, I felt I felt a little bit bloated uh, from eating. I was like, ugh, all the sugar, you know, whatever. But I felt like I could handle it at that point. I felt like I've been um, in ketosis long enough. I know what it feels like. I know how good I feel. Um, didn't really have the sugar cravings anymore. Just wanted really more. It was the nostalgia of having that dish, the whatever you know, your dish is that it is for you. So, um, for me that worked for this year, I definitely feel like I am much looser in my lifestyle and the way I eat now. Um, I've been very loose lately, to be honest, um, over the last month, a lot of stress, a lot of things going on and, uh, definitely have not, um, I have had moments of weakness where I'm just like, you know what? I don't even care if this pint of Ben and Jerry's is going to make me feel horrible. I'm going to eat it anyway. So that's okay. That is my, that's been, um, you know, that's my personal stuff that I'm going through my personal struggles. Um, if you have, are having issues like that and you're like, look, if I go off the rails for Thanksgiving, I think it's going to just, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to have to start over. I'm going to feel awful and blah, blah, blah. Then don't do it. But if you feel like, you know what? I'm pretty metabolically flexible and I want to just enjoy Thanksgiving dinner and just enjoy the dinner and have whatever I have and just eat the food, then just eat the food and then just be fine with it. And then the next day, get, get back to your normal routine or eating however it is that you typically eat. And I think you just have to figure that out for yourself. So I think, um, there's just, there's a lot of talk about, are you going to stay keto or not stay keto for the holidays? And I think that just has to be up to you. And realistically, the goal here should be metabolic flexibility. So if you, and I say all this with the caveat that if you have a major medical thing going on or some, some medical condition or something else has driven you to keto and, and that is, and you are starting to feel good and you're like, man, this is the answer to whatever it is that you've been dealing with, you know, whether that's diabetes or 
um, some kind of, of heart issue or some kind of gut issue or joint issue. Um, you know, my mom suffers from rheumatoid arthritis. Ketogenic uh, diet has been absolutely life-changing for her. Um, is she going to want to come off the rails for Thanksgiving and knowing that she may end up with a flare uh, with her RA because she eats mashed potatoes and corn? Probably not. She's probably going to stick to what she knows is going to make her feel good and keep her joints from hurting and keep everything feeling really good. That's a whole different discussion from someone that um, perhaps like myself, who is pretty metabolically um, sound. You know, I definitely have had my ups and downs through the years, but don't have any major medical issues going on. Um, don't have any, you know, it's basically, it's a lifestyle choice for me. I feel best in keto, you know, in this keto lifestyle and, and ketosis, but I do come in and out of ketosis. You know, I will eat something or drink some wine and I know it knocks me out of keto and I am back in ketosis the next morning. So to me, that's the goal. The goal is I want to be metabolically flexible. I want to be able to you know, 90% of the time I am in ketosis. I'm feeling great. It's where I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. Um, it's really good for the way I feel. It's good for the way I look, my skin, my, you know, my hair, my, uh, my body composition. Like it feels, I feel better like this. The, the, the lessens the amount of inflammation, um, in my body in general, I can see it. I can feel it. Um, when I start, when, if I come off of that and I allow myself to have more carbs, knock myself out of ketosis, I feel that. And sometimes that's okay. I make that decision, but most of the time I don't, that's, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to be there. So, but that's very different from someone that is trying to manage a disease or um, some type of inflammatory issue and doesn't want to you know, come out of ketosis for that reason. So you just need to make that decision. And then once you've made that decision, that will help you know how you're going to navigate your Thanksgiving dinner, your Christmas dinner, the Christmas parties, all of those types of things. And maybe you don't, maybe you're not even hundred percent sure how you want to do it. Maybe you're like, I don't know. I've, I've been at this for six months and I feel like I'm, you know, I don't really have any eating problems, issues. You know, there's not, I don't really have any, um, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to be triggered if I have something, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm addicted to food or, you know, if you, if you feel like that's like, you're totally fine and, and you're not staying away from those things for that reason. And you're like, you know what, I, I kind of would like to just enjoy some things, then do that. That's up to you. But if you feel like, Hey, it, it's going to be really hard for me. And I think it's going to send me on a downward spiral. Then don't, maybe you're a person that you don't really know. And they're like, I, I really don't have any idea. I, I kind of maybe would like to try something and I kind of don't want to, you know, tell everybody I can't eat anything except what I brought. Then try, then just see how you feel. You know, maybe you try a little bit for Thanksgiving. You see how you feel the next day, the day after. And if it felt pretty good and you're like, you know what, it, it, I, I was fine really, then that's great. Like there's no reason that having some mashed potatoes and corn should make you feel awful for a day, two days, three days. Like those are things that maybe make you feel bad now or used to make you feel bad or used to make you feel bloated. But once you've healed your body and you've been at this for a while, you should be able to every now and then indulge in those types of things, those starches, right? It's still real food guys. Like let's focus on eating real food. 
Now, do you want to eat all the starches and the carbs all the time? I would say no. <laughs> it's probably not an, a good idea. I don't think we're designed to do that. I think that's how we get into these, these um, kind of metabolic challenges anyway, and these inflammatory issues. And as our bodies, we were never designed to do that. We've Over time, we've never eaten like that. But to have it on occasion, like through the holidays or Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, whatever, I think that's fine. That's, that's, that is reasonable to think that you could do that. Right. Okay. So let me give you guys some ideas. If you, whether you want to keep your meal 100%, um, you know, kind of high car or I'm sorry, high fat, low carb, you want to keep yourself in ketosis. You still want to please everybody that's coming to dinner, those types of things. Um, but I'm going to give you some, some, uh, recipe or not recipes, but some ideas of dishes that I make and that I will be serving here on Thursday. And, um, just kind of ways that you can do that and kind of navigate and nobody's going to be mad at you or hate you. And if you, you know, if you're hosting family, I know in my family, they always say, what can we bring? So what I do is tell them that I know there's certain dishes that they like to eat and I will have them bring those dishes. They're higher carb things that I'm not going to indulge in maybe. So that's what I will tell them to bring. Like I've got a family member that loves to bring, I think it's called corn pudding, I think or cornbread pudding or something like that. It's like a corn corn and cornbread casserole or something. I've never had it in my life. It doesn't even look good to me at all. It never even looked good to me ever. <laughs> it just sounds really awful, but they love it. And they, every Thanksgiving they make it. And a lot of the family eats it and a lot of the family likes it. So I have them bring that every year because I, I don't want to make it. I'm not going to eat it. Um, another thing you could do is if you aren't going to indulge in like a regular mashed potato, traditional mashed potato, then have your mother-in-law or your sister-in-law or your brother-in-law or whatever, bring that, bring the mashed potatoes. Just tell them just bring that. That's fine. Okay. So for our Thanksgiving dinner, we are of course doing the turkey. So um, if you've seen in years past, I wrap my uh, turkey in bacon and you can get these recipes online. They're, they're pretty easy to find. Um, I also will slightly separate the skin off, uh, you know, away from the muscle of the turkey. And I uh, put butter like a crazy amount of butter <laughs> underneath the skin of my turkey. Um, this year, I think I'm going to add bacon lard to that as well. So that'll be interesting. We'll see how that turns out, but I think I'm going to do some butter and bacon lard and wrap it. I do a lattice work bacon on top of the turkey. It's fantastic. Of course, I salt and pepper the turkey skin as well. Oh, just makes my mouth water thinking about it. So I am also doing a cauliflower mash with a homemade turkey gravy. So I make the turkey gravy from the drippings of the turkey. And then um, you can get, again, online, there's lots of recipes on how you can make your own gravy. It's fairly simple. I always use um, gelatin in my turkey gravy as well. So I'm going to get those awesome benefits from collagen and gelatin. So you can do really fun things that people don't even realize they're getting all this really awesome food at these awesome benefits, um, eating your amazing Thanksgiving dinner, um, green beans. So we do the, we do like a very traditional, uh, in my family, it's a very traditional green bean dish. It's just green beans, uh, bacon, grease, onion, salt, pepper. Usually there's a few chunks of ham thrown in there or ham bone. And that basically simmers all day long. It's amazing. Tastes so good. Um, and then 
let's see, I'm going to do Uprising Bread, which you guys have heard me talk talk about and um, on this podcast before, and I've shared that company with you guys. It's, um, I think it's uprising.com. I should have looked that up before I... um, did this episode, but you can look up Uprising Bread. They have an amazing keto bread. So I am going to be making a stuffing out of that. Now, again, stuffing is something I've never cared for. I've never eaten it ever. Um, but I want to be able to make a stuffing that my family members that do enjoy it will be able to have, and I feel good about making it for them. So I'm going to be making a a Thanksgiving stuffing out of that, um, homemade. And then, um, I will also have, uh, the bread on the side for me. And then I'm going to make a keto biscuit, um, which again, you can find recipes all over. And if you guys, most of these recipes that I'm sharing or talking to you guys about right now are in my recipe collection that is on my website. So you can go to, um, let's see, go to jessicatide.com. And then I think there's a forward slash page, but if you just scroll down, you'll see the, the, the link that says recipe collection and you can click on that, my keto recipes. And that um, pretty much everything I'm telling you about is in there. And you'll be able to make those from that if you would like to purchase that. Um, deviled eggs, that is always a staple for our Thanksgiving, Christmas, pretty much any holiday, Easter, all of them. We always make deviled eggs. I always make the deviled eggs. Um, and what I like to do with my deviled eggs is I will, um, first of all, I make them from our farm fresh eggs here. So it's really hard to have a bad deviled egg when you start with that as your foundation. Um, but then I use, when I was growing up, I always used, um, I used, uh, dill pickle juice, a little bit of dill pickle juice. Cause I like the eggs to be, have a little bit of a tang, a little twang to them. Um, and I also used to use sugar, so I don't use sugar anymore, but I do, instead of the dill pickle juice. Now I use, um, fermented veggie juice. So a little bit of whatever like fermented veggie I have, I will just take a little bit of that and pour that into the deviled eggs. So now you're eating deviled eggs that also are super good for you because they've got all of these, um, you know, super good, um, ferments in there. So that's good. And it gives them a good flavor. So you can just kind of tinker and test with that and see how you like doing that. So anyway, that's a little tip for you. And then, um, I'm going to do a charcuterie board. So I'll have olives and nuts and cheeses and meats and whatever. So people, I always have that out to snack on and then the deviled eggs, to snack on. And then I am also going to do a spinach and artichoke dip. Again, this is also in my recipe collection and the spinach and artichoke dip is so good. It's made in the slow cooker. So once you've made it, which is super easy to do, it cooks on, you know, cooks up really easily. You stir it all up and then you put it on serve in the slow cooker. And then you can literally just eat it all day long. You can put it on anything you want. It is phenomenal on like cauliflower mash. You, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's like, it's amazing. But I have out next to the uh, slow cooker, I always put out celery, carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, peppers, um, all of those bite-sized things. And you can jicama, you can dip all of that into this and that the um, uprising bread, oh my gosh, so good. You just dip it in to that. What I usually do is I put a big spoonful of it on a plate and then just sit down and just, oh, just dip all of those wonderful things in there. It is so filling. It is so good. It is so keto. Um, Okay. And then uh, let's see what else. Oh, 
the Brussels broccoli and bacon casserole that um, I did a few years back and has been absolute family favorite, not just a family favorite, but an office favorite. My husband's office requests that I make it for their Thanksgiving uh, office party every single year. So I make that and they love it. They devour it. It is so good. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of eating style you like. It is such a good dish. Um, so that's in there. That will blow anybody's socks off. Um, you guys, trust me. They will love every second of that. Um, in addition to that, you can make the, if you like to have, um, I usually do this for Christmas because I think it goes really well with ham, but the uh, faux gratin potatoes um, that I got the recipe inspiration from um, Christine Moore, Jimmy Moore's wife. Um, she came up with this amazing dish um, using daikon radishes, which is, it's so good and it fools everybody. Everybody thinks it's potatoes. They think it's all gratin potatoes. Um, so good. I made a few changes to that recipe and kind of tweaked it to where it works better for me. Um, but that is also, you can find that also in that recipe collection. And like I said, I like to do that for Christmas because it goes really, really well with ham. And we always have ham, a ham for Christmas and we do turkey for Thanksgiving. So depending on how your family does it, or maybe you want to have all of it. Um, Okay, so that is pretty much what I'm gonna do. Then in addition to that, I am going to make this year, I am going to make a homemade um, cream corn. So I am going to uh, do, you know, shuck the corn myself. Um, I will, um, sometimes it's called fried corn, where I will fry it up in butter and then add heavy cream, heavy whipping cream to it and salt and pepper. And that, and then I also do truffle with that. I do a, a cream style truffle corn. Um, that has been a request of my family this year. So I'm going to do that and I will have some of that. That is one of my favorite, um, dishes on the planet actually. And again, it comes back to, I really think if you just focus on eating real food, that's real food. It's not something that I eat all the time, but it is Thanksgiving and it is the holidays. And this is not something that I eat. You know, it's something I eat once or twice a year, right? So, um, so that's okay. I've made the decision that I'm going to eat that and I'm going to enjoy that. Um, let's see, I feel like I'm forgetting something else that I was going to, um, make oh roasted sweet potatoes so we are going to do sweet potatoes this year and um i'm going to eat some of those it sounds really good to me so i'm going to do a roasted sweet potato um and then for dessert um when you guys are thinking about your desserts and planning desserts there's so many awesome desserts out there that are low carb um a lot of keto desserts out there. This year, I'm going to make my keto, uh, keto peanut butter cups. I'm going to make the chewy chocolate chip cookies. Um, again, both of those are in my um, recipe collection. Oh, and I'm also going to make the snowball cookies, which are also in my recipe collection. Um, those are all super easy, yum, so good. Everybody loves them. Doesn't matter if they're keto or not. Um, so those are good. Some other ideas that you could do is do your own heavy, uh, your own whipping cream with heavy whipping cream and do some berries. So you could put like some berries in a dish and put a little dollop of the heavy whipping cream on top. If you are looking to really stay keto, but you want to enjoy, um, 
dessert with everybody, that's kind of a light, uh, good, you know, very sweet. It's going to taste sweet and, and really good to you. Um, there are pe uh, pecan pie. There's all kinds of keto pecan pie recipes out there. I made one last year that was really, really good. Everybody loves. So I may make that one again. I'm not a pecan pie fan, but everybody else said it was good. Um, so those are just kind of some ideas of some things that you can do. And then, like I said, maybe you decide that you don't care if it's keto or not, you know, if it's going to keep you in ketosis, you're going to eat it anyway. And maybe you want to indulge in, you know, uh, Aunt Sally's famous pie that she brings every year or whatever. That's totally fine. Like you need to make that decision. Um, whatever decision you make though, don't, beat yourself up about it. Don't, don't say, Oh, I've blown it now, or I failed, or I'm no longer keto because I had this or I had that or whatever. Um, you're not your lifestyle anyway. I've talked about this maybe last episode or the episode before. Um, you don't let it define you. I mean, this is your lifestyle. You are not the lifestyle. This is your lifestyle. Does that make sense? So you define it. You do what feels good to you. Um, if it is going to lessen your enjoyment of the holidays with your family and your friends, if you are restricting things from yourself, then don't do it. Then just say, you know what? I am letting myself off the hook if you need to use those words with yourself and just say, whatever I do for the next 24 hours, from Thanksgiving morning to Thanksgiving night or whatever, I am just going to do it and forget it. That's fine. That's fine. Some other strategies that you can use is if you are deciding that you are going to indulge in whatever you want, have your Thanksgiving dinner, your whatever, one of the strategies that you can use is to fast leading up to Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever and or fast afterwards. So I will not be fasting up to Thanksgiving this year, um, and I won't fast the day after because I love the leftovers. I Having turkey for several days always makes me so, so happy. I love turkey. So I will be enjoying it for two or three days, but usually after like three days, I'm kind of tired of the turkey. I'm kind of tired of eating in general. I'm like, oh, I've just had all this food. And I've just, you know, I generally will just eat for two or three days as much food as I want to eat. Um, typically, it's not things that knock me out of ketosis. But, uh, you know, if you're eating that much yummy food for two or three days, it's a way outside of my norm. So I usually, by the third day, I'm just kind of totally overeating, like, like I'm over it, not overeating, although I probably am overeating, but I'm like over it. I'm like, I don't need to eat it again ever. Right. Like you gotta get that feeling like you're just done. Um, that is a good time maybe to implement a fast. So, um, if you have never fasted before, I would, uh, tell you to tread lightly, maybe do like a, um, um, some kind of like a fasting mimicking thing, which you can look that up online um, and kind of get more information on how to do that. It's like staying under 500 calories a day. Maybe that would help you to have certain things that you can eat um, to make you feel like you're getting something and you're not starving to death, um, but still giving you the benefits of fasting. Um, but for myself, I will probably fast for a, do a two to three day fast, um, two to three days after Thanksgiving. So that'll just kind of help me reset, help me feel better, get on track, anything, any inflammation that has reared its ugly head because of any dietary choices that I've made over the last couple of days, um, I will be able to mitigate that 
by doing a, a fast. So, and I will do a water only fast and that just, you know, I do that anyway. And so that helps me to feel better. And I think it's really good for everybody to do a water only fast, probably once a month, every other month, uh, it would be a good thing to do, uh, two to two to five days, depending on, um, kind of your, um, experience and like how much you've done it in the past, those types of things. So um, anyway, so that might be a good way for you to kind of help mitigate anything you do over the holidays. So I hope that that is helpful to you guys. Um, I, like I said, I do not listen to my old podcast episodes. So um, the only parts of them that I have heard are like, um, you know, when my husband's listening to one or something like that, and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I said that or, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't go back and listen to them, but I know that I have at least one other Thanksgiving slash Christmas episode where I talk about the same type of things, or I might even have a couple of them out there. So you can always go back and listen to those. I cannot tell you what I said then. Um, it was very much, I'm sure, indicative of whatever phase I was in at the time. Um, but I'm sure I gave you guys some swaps and some ideas as well on those types of things. So hopefully, um, that will help you guys and, um, just kind of help give you some, some ideas of how to go into this holiday. And remember guys, it is, don't, I think if we let our lifestyle, like the way that we want to eat, whether that's keto or paleo or whole 30 or whatever it is that we're trying to follow, or we're trying to do, if we let that dictate everything and to the point that we are stressed out about going to family dinners or stressed out about going to office parties or stressed out about having people over to our house and how am I going to be able to cook this food for them and can't eat it. If that's happening to you, I think you need to take a step back, think about things, try to recenter, come up with a game plan that's realistic and that you can stick to and that is going to help you feel good because that's not the point of, of a holiday, right? Like that you, you don't want to come into it totally stressed out and, and freaking out because you're worried about the food. And if you're, if you're eating in a way that makes you do that, then you might need to rethink the way you're eating. Okay. And I understand again, like I said before, the caveat could be if you are doing whatever way of eating, whatever lifestyle you're doing is to help you to mitigate a serious, um, medical condition or some kind of inflammatory thing going on with you or something, if you're trying to heal your body and you're using your nutrition to heal your body and you are currently in the healing phases, then I completely understand you do not want to deviate from that and you want to stay the course. And that is totally fine. Just be fine with that. Remind yourself that's why you're doing it. Do not let it stress you out, okay? Go into the holidays with a grateful heart that you found this way of eating, that you found this new lifestyle. And there's so many amazing things that you can eat and enjoy and still enjoy your family, enjoy the holidays, enjoy everything. Don't focus on what you can't have, right? Just focus on what's, like, let me give you an example really quick, and then I'm going to wrap this up. So my daughter was talking to me, actually, um, it was my son and my daughter. It was actually last night. We were talking about this. We were talking about what we do the day after Thanksgiving. There is a, uh, we've done this every, every single year for like the last 10 or 15 years, with the exception of a few years that we were in Florida visiting my family. Otherwise, the day after Thanksgiving, so Black Friday, we go and, um, 
do a, uh, there's a little town near us that does a, like a, I can't, I think they call it hometown holidays. Although I feel like I keep calling it that and it's called something different. Cause every time we go, I'm like, Oh wait, that's the, it's, I call it the wrong name, but it's something like that. Right. So it's this cute little historic town. They have all these cute little shops. Everything is decorated up for Christmas. Um, you can go see Santa. The kids can see Santa. They do uh, carriage rides up and down the street, you know, horse strong carriage rides. There's several stops along the way. Um, the place where they have Santa, they have, um, Christmas cookies the kids can decorate. There's hot cocoa. There's uh, there's a donut shop that actually a friend of ours owns, and we would go in there and we'd all start out our day by eating the donuts. Uh, you know, we'd get a donut and then we'd walk around and we'd have our coffee or hot chocolate and our donut. Then we'd do the shopping and then the kids would go get you know whatever. Right, totally tons and tons and tons of carbs and sugar and and whatever. That's that's what we did. And so we were talking about that. And I was telling the kids, my one son. I said, well, we're going to, I said, if you're, you, do you want to go with us to do this event? Cause now my boys are all getting older. I've got an 18 year old, a 16 year old and a 13 year old. And, um, actually surprisingly the 16 year old and the 13 year old were like, yeah, we still want to go. But I had to explain to the one what it was. The 13 year old was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do we do every year after things? I'm like, oh my goodness, every year, you know, the, the, the carriage rides and the shopping and we do all this. And he said, Oh yeah, that thing where, um, where we get the donuts. And then, and this is my keto kid, by the way, who does not even eat that stuff anymore. And he said, where you get the donuts. And then, and then my daughter chimes in and yells, Oh yeah, where we decorate our Christmas cookies and we get to see Santa. And I'm like, yes. So they're remembering that. Right. So I didn't say, but we're not doing any of that this year. You're not getting donuts and you're not getting cookies. Well, last year when we went, I think the only person that even, I think two of the kids maybe got a donut. Nobody else even cared about it, wanted to go in there. I think only the, my daughter was the only one um, who ended up making and eating a cookie. Um, and I think that was kind of like it, right? But you know, I'm not stressing out about that or like, this, it's still the event that we all go to when we have so much fun and it's such a great event and, and, um, and it's just, it's great. But a lot of the memories for my kids of that event clearly are associated with the food that is part of that event. Even though, like I said, last year, my son who remembered the donuts, cause he knows Sherry who owns the donut store, even though that's what he thought of, he's like, oh yeah, the donut thing. He's not even going to be getting one of those donuts. Like I know him, I know he won't eat it. So, but, but if I, you know, I don't want to make that a stressful thing. And so we didn't even talk about that. He's not going to eat that donut or whatever. We just, he's like, oh yeah, that's how he remembers the event. So I guess I'm just saying all this to tell you, like, don't try not to make whatever your lifestyle is, however you're eating, however you feel best, whatever decision you decide to make in the moment, try not to make it a very stressful contentious situation. Because as much as eating the gluten, the sugar, the carbs can be addicting and can lead us, I know for myself, for sure, down this road of addiction where we are craving that stuff all the time, that's, that is not a place you want to be and you don't want to be obsessed with food in that manner. But as much as that can be obsession, we can switch the other way and get to the obsession where we're like, don't even talk about the donuts. We're not getting those donuts. We're not going to stop there. I can't believe that's what you think about when you think of that event or, you know, we're not going in and making those cookies. How about let your kid make the cookie. And then like I did last year, I broke it in half and told her she was allowed to have the one half. And then magically she forgot about the other half 
later on. She didn't even remember that we had, that she even had made that cookie. So I think sometimes we are the ones that get so uptight and so wound tight about it. And, and we, we make it an issue. We make these, these things issues like around Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or whatever. And really, if we just kind of go into it, like, you know, we'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. It's, it's going to be okay. There's nothing is, is, nothing bad is going to happen. I don't need to stress out about this. I'm going to mitigate what I can control what part of it I can. I can't control the whole thing. And I'm, I'm here to visit with family, make memories. You know, that event we do after Thanksgiving every year, it's making memories. I mean, oh my gosh, the memories we have from that event and doing those, the carriage rides, the pictures that come up, you know, in our Google photos. And we look and we're like, oh my gosh, do you remember when the boys were that little? As a matter of fact, we were, my husband and I were just looking at one this morning that popped up because it was this day, uh, eight years ago on Facebook. Um, one of my Facebook photos, it said uh, this day, eight years ago. And it was a picture of him and I at that event that I'm telling you guys about. And we just couldn't even, I mean, neither one of us even had the words for how uh, puffy we looked like my face. I don't even look like the same person in this photo. It was insane. And it wasn't like I was that much like bigger than I am now or something. It was just the inflammation in my face. Like it was just crazy, right? It was crazy. Um, so anyway, but those, but that's, you know, we, I, I don't even remember, um, that part of it. I, I do this morning. Cause I was looking at the picture. I was like, Oh my gosh. But I remember that particular year. I remember that. I remember exactly. I, when I saw the outfit, I was like, Oh my gosh, I remember exactly what the kids, how old they were. I remember what they did. I remember what we saw. Like I just, it, all of these awesome memories flooded back. I could not tell you what we ate not even one thing <laughs> when we were there. But I do remember some awesome things that the kids did. Um, I remember where Santa Claus was in the jewelry store. Um, they were doing free ring cleaning and I had not had my ring cleaned and I don't even know how long. Oh my gosh, because I, I do have a tattoo on my ring finger, but I when I go out often, I will have, um, I will wear my wedding band. I do have one. <laughs> um, and I had had it cleaned in so long and actually that was before I had the tattoo. So I wore it all the time, um, taking care of animals at the barn, you know, doing all my thing, which is a big reason I got the tattoo. Um, as I don't like wearing that nice ring. I mean, most of my life I'm shoveling stalls and doing all this crazy stuff. So, um, so it was so dirty. And I remember that having just how beautiful my ring looked. I mean, isn't that funny out of all the memories? Um, I remember other things too, but I remember specifically that was the year that they, the first year that I got my ring cleaned there and I've had it done every year since, um, they offer that to people that go down there. So I always think that's so cool. And I look forward to getting my ring professionally cleaned. I mean, it looked stunning for like months after they cleaned it. Okay guys. So I think I have uh, rattled on long enough here, but, um, thank you guys for listening. I hope this was helpful for you for your upcoming holiday events. And, uh, thank you for listening as always and sticking in here with me. I hope that you'll go back and listen to some of the old episodes while I take a little break uh, to focus on my family, um, my daughter, and the holidays and make sure that I stay in good health through all of this and uh, being able to take the podcast production off of the list of things to do will help me greatly to do that. Um, 
It probably seems like it's not that big of a deal to put out a podcast, but it actually is a lot of work. So um, as much as I enjoy doing it, it is going to uh, give me a little bit of a breather. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. Have an awesome Thanksgiving. Have an awesome Christmas. Please don't hesitate to continue reaching out to me through social media or uh, email. I do love to hear from you guys and I'm not going anywhere just taking a little break for the holidays. Okay. So thank you all so much. Have a wonderful holidays and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 